This is the Kamloops Insider with Parker Bennett. Welcome back. Kamloops Insider Podcast, episode 25. Been away for a little while. June 30th was our last podcast, and I take full responsibility for some holidays, some busy days, and we're back anyway, so it's all Enjoying good. the hot weather, too. Man, it's hot out there. Yeah, I know. I Super took a hot. picture of my thing without without driving, but it was 39 degrees yesterday. Yeah, and the day before. Yes, it was too hot. I saw it hit the 4.0 on mine, but I'm hot stuff. Actually, <laughs> yesterday was, a re- was 0.8 of a degree from breaking the record. Um, it was 38.8 at the airport. My dog got heat stroke on Saturday. I had to carry her back to the car. <laughs> That's how hot it was. Yeah, and we were by the river. It's a scorcher out there. Real estate, um, not bad. few less sales this year than we had last year at this time. Um, like, what was it, 378? A, so difference, a difference of 378. <laughs> a difference yeah. of 378. I forgot we got teachers yeah. in the room. Um, so not as many sales this year as this time last year, but it's not, it's not ridiculously slow. Let's, let's, let's say that for sure. Yep. What other facts we got? Um, we have that there are, um, this last quarter, the second quarter of the year, a hundred sales that were above 600,000. That's crazy. Yep. So top number of sales. Because usually that's between that 350 and 450 mark, right? Yeah. So now it's up a, above the 600. I would make a prediction that in our next quarter, there'd be a lot more sales in the lower price range. I agree. Just because I think those properties are moving more aggressively than properties in the 550 plus mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about our median price for June? What is it? 462500 do you remember we at the beginning of the year we guessed what the year would roll up at? And I want to listen to that podcast again because I can't remember what yeah, I said. I can't remember. I had the most. I had the most, the least optimistic. I yeah, think mine I think was the I lowest. Was high. I think I was like four seventy five. I yeah. don't know. Can someone please listen to that podcast and report back to us? <laughs> I had an interesting day today because I actually went through a house that I, I loved, which never happens. Because you see so many houses, you just kind of get immune to like nice bathrooms and awesome kitchens. This one didn't have neither of them. <laughs> um, I don't want to be, I don't want to give too many details away. I don't want someone to buy my house on me, but <laughs> it was on the river. I'll give you that. And it was an acreage. It wasn't in town. And it was fan freaking tastic house. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Lots of opportunity. So I've only felt this once before in my life. And I bought that house. Oh, so, wow. Oh, this is just like, what does this mean, confession? Parker? I'm going to go to work on my wife tonight and see what I can, <laughs> see what I can do. Sarah, you hear that? I'm going to stretch the budget. <laughs> um, but that's a big property. Let's talk about little properties. Like, um, like teeny tiny ones? Like really small properties? Yeah, like, sm- like tiny ones. Anywhere from 100 to 400 square feet. Yeah. Tiny homes. Tiny homes. I, I did a lot of reading about it. Uh, so I, first I wanted to know, what are they? So basically they're considered trailers. They have VIN numbers. 
that's uh, that's how you insure them. Yeah. Because they're it's it's a trailer. Now there's a lot hold of. Hold on, hold on. I'll just back you up for a sec. Yes, sorry. There's actually two classifications. Okay, go ahead. So they're they're both trailers. Yes. But have you ever heard the term park model? Yes. So there is yes. a spec that is is like the same um, specifications as a as a regular trailer, and then there's some specifications that are considered a park model. And I'm not I don't know specifically what the differences are, but there are definite differences. And so, sorry, carry on. So a park model, I'm just guessing, okay? Would it be like something that you park and you don't move? Is that what you're saying? I think they're less likely to move. Okay. But they are just as easy to load up on a trailer. Actually, I think, like, the tr the tiny homes that you typically see with the tri-axle that are yeah. on trailers, they yeah. stay on the trailers. Like, trailer yeah. is part of their support system, right? But yeah. the park models are removed from the trailer. Well, then my question would be because I was I wanted to know how do we insure one of these houses. Say, let, let's get to the where do I park it later, okay? So say you're allowed to park it wherever you park it. You insure it through the VIN number. You're insuring it because it's a trailer and you go to your local insurer place and you insure it like a vehicle. Right. But if it's not on a trailer, that it's supposed to be the most important part of your little house okay tiny home yeah tiny home yeah <laughs> how do you insure it so i'll answer that question that po next podcast after i okay do a little bit of research on that well like i wonder like when you go to the insurance company are they like can you tell us a little bit about what kind of flooring material you have what does it matter like, there's yeah only well four chunks of laminate <laughs> do you actually tell them that they have a wood stove in them because lots of these have wood stoves i bet you they don't care because I don't think, I think if anything, there'd be an evaluation of what it costs to replace and That's just that. Yeah, I guess so. They don't care if you, like, roast yourself inside of it? Well, I've never <laughs> seen a tiny home in Kamloops. <laughs> so I've only Instead, Instagram kind of viewed them or... HGTV. HGTV. Yeah. Well, I did, I did, I watched a few videos today and uh, it was interesting. Some of them are really small, as small as 100 square feet. Some could be f up to 400. Uh, some could be a little bit more luxurious than other. Um, well, hold on, hold on. Luxurious? Like, well, if you're buying a tiny home, isn't the luxury and how small can you make it? Like, isn't that the well, cool thing the about thing it? Well, the thing is, it is super, some are super cool. The thing is, these things are not like a trailer, like they have a sewer system or anything. It's like a little thing that you empty in someone, some of them. Right. The ones that I've seen on this, uh, it has some kind of drain. I'm not sure where this holding tank goes. Maybe those are details for someone else to ask. Like a holding you, tank? Yeah. Four to eight weeks to build, depending on what your details you want. Um, all, they're all road restriction approved. So all these companies look at the road restrictions. So you don't need to like have a wide load truck in front of you and behind you to move them? <laughs> no. Have you ever seen one cruising down the road? <laughs> yes, I I. I lived in Fort Mac, okay? These oh, right. white things. <laughs> Anything goes in Fort Mac. Well, that's the marketplace for it then. Probably, because things are really expensive there to rent, especially. Um, I looked at some prices, and this is something I don't understand, is you can pay a lot of money per square foot for these yeah. little, uh, these tiny homes. So uh, anywhere from 200, this company had anywhere from 200 to 320, and 310 dollars a square feet it depends on 
finishings. And then you can have a stamp. a square foot? Yeah. That's expensive. Then you can have yeah, a stamp so of eco-friendly, an eco-friendly stamp. And that is if you ask the company to go scavenge. Right. So, and you can, I mean, some can look really cool. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, now a gentleman in Calgary, now we're talking about parking it. Uh, he parked his on an empty lot. He was threatened to have, be fined $1,500 if he didn't remove it because you're not allowed to park a trailer or an RV in an empty lot yeah, unless you no, have a dwelling. There's no zoning. So it squash everybody's desire to have a tiny home, at least in BC for that matter, because... Yeah. Nowhere in our zoning do we have zoning requirements that say um, that you can park full-time trailer, movable, portable trailer on a property. Now, I'm sure that if you were to drive to 650 miles north of Spuzzum, you would probably not have too many bylaw infraction officers out there that are going to be like chroming the backcountry looking for your non-conforming house. But the truth of the matter is, is that you're not putting one of these in the city of Gallops, period. Because there's no zoning that allows for a trailer, a mobile trailer, not a modular home, but like a travel trailer is essentially what these things are. Yeah. yeah. To be parked in a city lot. You can't even, realistically, you can't even build a house and live in your trailer in the city of Kamloops while you're building it. Whereas rurally, a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll pull up a great big fifth wheel, park it, and then start building their home, right? Yeah. That's not happening. So there's no there's no real application for a tiny home in BC. Don't get me wrong. I have no doubt that there are some floating around, and I'd almost be willing to bet the majority of them would be in a coastal region. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because it would be like... Sunshine Coast. Sunshine Coast, <laughs> yeah. <now>, right? <laughs> Homes of the heavies. <laughs> My home is where I park it. It would it would suit that need that niche, but um, not in Kamloops. And I mean, you, we we had a discussion about the Seacan right. converted into a home, and you made it. You you called me on it because you found one that was in Kamloops that was not in the city though. That was not in the city limits, but no, it wasn't in the city limits. I looked it up. Okay, I found it. It's, it's like red lake country. It's in the hills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just looking at the photos of that, if you're listening to this podcast, basically it's a house out of a sea can, but it's not ugly and it's not what you think of. Mm-hmm. You would never know there's a sea can underneath that house. I think it's quite beautiful. It's, it looked pretty, pretty awesome, but yeah. I bet you the square, you know, the, the building costs per square foot would kind of delete the idea of like why build it out of a sea can because you're still going to have to meet the bc building requirements for foundation electrical gas building envelope insulation Mm -hmm. like there's still so many factors to comply that doesn't make sense to take something like a steel can and build a house out of it right in my opinion of course it's just my opinion so maybe they're just going for the aesthetics of it well just the idea of it's pretty cool it could be pretty Rustic and beautiful. this one was not rustic. This was like West was, Coast, yes, yeah, like engineered wood outside. Like it was I'm gonna beautiful. bring up a picture for Allie. Yeah. yeah, I need one of those pictures. Okay, and you know what? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, and someone's gonna call me on this one. But 
I lived in Whistler during the Olympics, and I'm pretty sure that part of the area where the athletes are were living yeah. were piled up sea cans. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong, so if anybody knows, you can... It, it was just in the outskirts going north. And, right. Uh, oh, those were, those were like... Those were Atco trailers. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great for temporary. They're, yeah, they just piled them up and then they took them down. Same requirements as a modular home. Like, oh, same, see. like, logistics of, like, if you want a modern one, still need our mm-hmm. 40 in the ceiling, our 16, 24 in the walls. You know, like, electrical has to be approved by safety authority. Yep. You know, all the, all the goodies, right? I think, like... 15 years ago when the big boom of the North took off and you had people taking sea cans and building workplace structures in them, offices, um, you know, temporary work structures. They, they kind of hit a niche there because there was no really requirement for like a sea can to be placed in the middle of an oil patch and like have somebody like working out of it. But then they started to catch up with everybody because you, you just, you weren't allowed to do that. Yeah. Right. Because then what's this say they don't stay there forever. And like, so I think you got specific areas where you got like a mine or uh, a work camp of some sort. I think they, no one's really paying attention out there. Hmm. No one really cares. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And typically in those environments, you have trades all around you. So the electrical work's going to be done correctly. Like for the most part, (laughs) right? Yeah. It's not going to be like, Chris, the surfer dude on the West <laughs> so, Coast. Sewing something together. Yeah, sewing. <laughs> That's my take on it anyways. I don't know. Would you ever live in a tiny home? I couldn't do it. Well, I could do it on my own, but... What about the, the kids? What do we do with the <laughs> children? Do I send them to dig a hole and... Tell them to build their own. <laughs> Everybody has their own you tiny know home. I would live in it, but I wouldn't live. I mean, let's not even, let's pretend there's no kids. You can't live with your partner in a tiny home. You just fight. Like, you'd <laughs> like, could you imagine? You can't even slam a door. <laughs> <laughs> well, the kitchen cabinets. You have to yeah, I guess so. The I kitchen slam cabinets. the kitchen cabinets. Don't make them soft closes. If they ever change the requirements to allow tiny homes, like maybe there's a tiny ville that opens up in Aberdeen somewhere and they allow like tiny structures to be built on <laughs> tiny streets. And tiny yards, and people can live in little tiny homes. You know what? I think they might even be a market for that. I don't think there will be. And the reason why is because people will just get... They don't want the aesthetics and the infrastructure to be overcrowded. Right? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to think, like, if, yeah. if you have tiny homes and they're all in a little subdivision, you're going to have a lot of people in a small high area. De- high density, it's yeah. True. Which yeah, means yeah, yeah. you're not going to have the infrastructure capabilities. Yeah. You'll be able to steal Wi-Fi really easy. Yeah. But <laughs> what about the commission structure? I think we should set precedents in Kamloops that if you have a tiny home you're selling, the commission needs to be increased to counteract the tininess of it, to make it big. A flat rate, maybe. Flat rate? But if you have a tiny home on one of the regular like building lots right now, think how big your lot would look. Your yard would look huge. But it would look huge because the bylaw would be standing there every day giving you a fine. <laughs> Move this hunk of junk. No, you know what it should say? So I got, I got a solution. You can only have one tiny home in, or a certain amount of tiny homes per neighborhood. So then you don't overcrowd the little. Right. 
So I'm picturing all these big houses, these big houses, and then all of a sudden this little tiny thing right here. And then... Right. Well, the that reality is that the person that lives in the tiny home is not looking for the humongous lot either. It's a very person that it's obviously... You know, one of the people that I saw in the video doesn't want to clean that much. Obviously, you don't want to mow the lawn that much either. You have a little planter with flowers and maybe a herb garden. That's pretty much it. This one that I saw was... It'll be a herb garden, I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> one that I saw it was, it was parked in someone's driveway kind of in the back yeah and that's where this person lived and she said you know if any neighbor complains i'm gonna have to move this out of here yeah don't you think the tiny home owners want to have um a bunch of property or live in the forest in their tiny home or or live Um, on a little beach probably without owning the land yes like probably just rolling in parking it this person pays 300 dollars a month there's a term for that squatter squatter yeah (laughs) I think it appeals to, I mean, like, if you watch the television show Tiny Homes, isn't it called Tiny Homes? Yeah, Tiny yeah. Houses. Are t- yeah. Tiny Houses? Yeah. There's a couple, actually. They make it, like, it's so superficial. Like, the, it's always a couple, and they, they just, they're really creative, and they want to do something awesome with small space. Mm-hmm. But it's because they are parking it in their parents' driveway. But it, from the perspective of the camera angle, it looks like it's a city lot, like there's houses all around. But it's just... It's not. It's not compliant. Like it's just. It's not going to work. You know, but they I'm going to cool things. I'm going to tell you my big problem here that nobody sees is when you go to the bathroom. <laughs> normally, when you're done camping, you go through the the evacuation <laughs> section. How do you do those things in a tiny home? Because you got to have a car to drag it to to empty it to the. What do you mean? Yeah, well, you got to like to the septic em- dump, sandy dump. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it my. Just come out the bottom. It'd be a holding tank in there. Yeah, that's a problem. And so the person that you're like. Yeah. You know. So you have to park it somewhere where you can flush those things or not. One of the, uh, the right. little, little movies I saw, it was just a little seat with well, a they, cup. They have composting toilets. So if you're they a true do. environmentalist, this yeah. is the guy you want. And it's okay. essentially like you put wood chips in the bottom, okay? And there's a fan in there and there's a vent line that goes out of your house. And so you go to the bathroom in there and you typically only go number two. Like, number ones, you just go outside. Okay. Wow. And so then the, what happens is, is this thing is, like, dehydrating the area. And these wood chips, these special chips, kind of, like, keep the scent down, fermented a bit. And then every now and then you just take your wood chips out and you just dump them. And you just put it back in and put new chips and you're ready to go again. Awesome. Okay. I think that's the gist of the composting toilet. Like, I've yeah. never been... And then do you use that composting toilet stuff well, for you your know what? yard? If you, you know, if you go to the landscaping <laughs> store, you might find you're buying it anyway. You're paying for it again because you're using it as like oh. compost. Okay. Ever heard of the terms biosolids? I was going to say the biosolid. Yeah, yeah. Right. So <sighs> it's a, we come full okay. circle on this one. <laughs> so my question is what if you sort of more use it like a recreational like, you know, you guys were saying that the the beach or the forest or whatever where you don't own the land, but what if it's like a place where you can camp? So, you know... You can usually camp in one place, but like for like 14 days. Yeah. So like, what if someone's retired and they sell their house and whatever, and then they have this now tiny home and they just kind of, you know... Do like, I don't know, a tour of Canada or something like that, like 14 days in each spot. But then if you're going to do that, just buy an RV. Because an RV is meant to be towed. 
It's I, more aerodynamic. So if you really are truly trying to like save the environment, then you want something that's made to like travel and not like, you know. Yeah. And it's cheaper. I mean, these things are $79,000. Yeah. It's not, it, these are not cheap. They're not practical to tow. And they're not, they're not practical. They have all these wo this wood. The, the trailers have stuff that lasts a little bit more. I, I'm going to disagree with you there because I would say that the tiny home uses better products, but they don't, they don't withstand the environment they live in. Right. Bumping it around. Yeah. The stuff you get in an RV is like super paper thin, paper cheap, because it's meant to be light. It's meant to twist and turn. But does it with? But it lasts longer, doesn't you it? You show me a 15, 20 year old RV that's that's like in mint shape. I I just don't believe the guy had ever used it. My trailer is, but my trailer is pretty old. I'm gonna show you mine. Okay, but you know what? This tiny home would be really cool for is in the backyard for your kids for a playhouse because they are pretty cool. Exactly. Well, in that, yes. Huh? Yes. I wonder yeah. if you could get approval for uh, that. Uh, yeah. There's nobody living back there. <laughs> well, it's like putting your, you know, when you put your, your, your tool shed in the backyard, you put one of these things. But your tool shed typically has to comply with standards. Like, Well, it's okay. My tool right? shed is there. And I remember, you know, a plastic. It doesn't have to comply. My, my chicken coop doesn't even comply. Hold on. Oh, chicken coop. I'm going to oh. make a call. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a Canadian tire plastic I know, but square. You, you usually typically have like in your backyard, you're allowed like an eight by eight structure that doesn't comply. Okay. You can just like build. Oh, okay. But once you start building more elaborate items, you, you need a permit. Even if it's just a tool shed that's not going to have insulation or power or plumbing or whatever, you're going to start to have to like follow a permit. You're at least going to pull a permit to install it, right? So hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, I would say that if you were in a different country with less regulatory body, you would probably find there would be more potential for a tiny home. I'm going back to Argentina. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I am out. <laughs> but then does that price too steep? Exactly. But right? you know what? There's other products. Maybe that's another podcast. So let's say you had 10, yeah. no, let's say you had 100 people in a room. Mm -hmm. And let's, let's just pick a subdivision, Aberdeen, okay? And you line up 99 houses in a row and then one lot with this teeny tiny home on it. And you say, okay, I want everyone to pick the house that they get out of the 100 here. Does the tiny home <laughs> get picked last or does it get picked like early on? Like, this, let's say it was a, there's it was, always going to be one that but, will pick the tiny home just because it's different because they are different. Yeah. Right. I like how you worded that. Yeah. Yep. I'm not going to contest that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like we're doing a little analogy like the, the baseball team and when the captain goes up there and picks and there's a last little tiny person that they don't pick because right. it's a little tiny home. <laughs> it's sad. It is going to get picked. <laughs> Because it's a novelty. Some people also see it that way. I see it as like it doesn't really exist because I've never seen one in Kamloops. I've never seen yeah. one in my travels. So I, I think like the world of tiny homes is mostly virtual. And I, I know for a fact that there are small homes that people have labeled tiny homes yeah. throughout the province. My parents have friends that built on Decca Lake that they, it was a tiny home. Mm -hmm. And that's what everyone said. It was a tiny home. But it was built by a builder with a foundation, met all BC building code. It just didn't have a covenant in that lot. 
of minimum building size. Mm -hmm. If you're building in uh, Pine View, yeah. Sahali, Aberdeen, like there's a covenant in place on the city that even states that you, there has to be a certain minimal yeah. floor square footage, right? Right. So you couldn't even like imitate a tiny home by building a small compliant home. It, it would, it's not allowed. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, the developer wouldn't allow it, right? Yeah. It's a part of the part of the development covenant, or even probably something along the lines of um, city, city-wise. Yeah. Never get a permit for it. And on that note alone, I'm like, it's just, it's just a TV show. The, the tiny home. I know someone will be listening to this and just be like, man, I wish I was on that podcast and got to say my case. But well, I, they can call in or message I, one of us. Or I just got a call. It was. Uh, Home inspector. Maybe he had something to say, oh. but we're not live, so oh. he would have to be like. But psychic. in the next podcast, <laughs> we can answer some questions or say what the feedback was. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay. So, any closing thoughts on tiny homes, Tinyville? Um, I'll stay with my. Wait, hold on. Baby. No, you had some more information. There was an alliance. Tell us about the alliance, the tiny home alliance. Oh, there is a tiny home alliance. Yes, there. It's called. The Tiny Home Alliance of Canada formed in 2014 to meet the growing demand for information and resources among tiny home owners and prospective tiny home owners. Right. I so, bet you if you were a tiny home manufacturer, you'd get an awful lot of calls that wouldn't lead to sales. Is it like, can I just park this on the road somewhere? And like, well, you can park it wherever you want as long as you pay for it. But I, you know what I mean? Like, You'd want to stream. Well, this is uh, this 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 guy that uh, is in this article. Um, he's also a contractor, and he wants to build them. So yeah. he is he was called to to join this alliance. The alliance. Maybe we can I talk with him. I think it'd be fun to build them. Yeah. To build. See, to that's build. my thought on those tiny homes, and that and this comes strictly from watching those shows and. Yeah. Um, they put some really amazing small space things in there. Yes. Right? Super creative. And the camera makes it look big. Well, okay. No, it, it does. Like, I've seen a stair, like a spiraling staircase in one of them that went up to, like, a little loft. Yes. And it looked like, like I could walk up there no problem. But then when I saw the actual child going up the stairs, I was like, an adult couldn't even get fit in that stair yeah. staircase. <laughs> Yeah, but so maybe some of these cool features yep. could be things that would be used in, um, like in some of the apartments that are, you know, 700 square feet or whatever. Yeah. The thing is that spiral staircase that you saw is not up to code. No, it's not. And that's that's mm. the thing. Mm. And you don't you don't have a spiral uh, a spiral staircase inspector in the tiny home world. Right. Even the alliance probably doesn't. Your final thought? My final thought is that the commission structure is going to have to go up on these guys if they ever become <laughs> compliant in our community. No, I'm just kidding. No, I welcome them. I just don't, I don't see like the feasibility. I just don't believe, you know, like realistically nobody wants less space. It would be cool to just to like entertain the idea of like not needing so much. And I know that there's a loyal following of people who are trying to consume less and the minimalist. Which, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. really good. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. That's sure. the idea. We are super wasteful. But I would rather my kids live in a tiny home. I still want the big one. So uh, <laughs> my, my final thought is, uh, is the little phrase that was in one of the 
of these uh, builders that they do these tiny homes and says, you have everything you need and you need everything you have. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you use the fork to clean the gutters. <laughs> right? The one fork yeah. that y'all share. Cool. Um, did you want to talk about Airbnb? Next podcast? Okay, let's do it. Okay. Okay, next podcast. So we're doing podcasts on Airbnb because this has been something that's been, it's been actively being done, but I don't think it's being done correctly. Okay. And I, you know me, I'm a compliant guy. So let's, uh, let's streamline that to the uh, next podcast. And Emma's doing some sign language here, so I'm thinking she's trying to cut us <laughs> off. And we're done. <laughs>